It's time to be heard. It's time to stand up and be counted. It's time for One Too Many Voices with your host, Love Scopes author, and father of all things One Too, Mark Husson. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another yet edition of One Too Many Voices. Today is an exciting panel, as they all are, because we're going to talk about online dating. And I have a group of people who are willing to talk about it because we want to make sure that you know what's out there. We want to make sure you know uh, what other people's experiences are with online dating. Are they just horrible or are they amazing? I think we got a good group of people to talk about it, and I am so so excited to bring them on. So let's start, if you would. Uh, my first guest is all the way talking to us streaming from Bali. Whoa! Uh, Jamie Dawn from It's a New Dawn, also an advisor at one listencom She's been great to talk to. Jamie, are you with us? I'm here. I'm here. Thanks for having me. Now, are you having like uh, pool people come? What are they called? Pool boys? Cabana boys come? <laughs> are you on the beach right now? What does it look like in your world? Well, I, I'll go with that vision. If like. <laughs> actually, actually, it's one o'clock in the morning uh, in Bali right now, and um, I'm still—I just arrived about uh, 48 hours ago, so I'm still getting over the jet lag and things like that. But um, it is tropical rain every day. Went and had a massage yesterday. Um, Bye. I this amazing masseuse, and um, there's. I'm here for a spiritual retreat, so I'm very excited to be here. We're just getting started too. I'll be here for two weeks. Nice, and and everybody listening in, if your sound gets, if Jamie's sound gets a little crazy, we'll make sure that we, you know, you know that it's just because it's streaming. It's great technology. And Jamie, let the person fanning you have a break every now and then. Geez, um, the next guest is uh, another <laughs> from from also from across the pond. Uh, it's the lovely Erica Longden. I'm so happy that she's with us. I just love her. I love hearing her. And I'm so excited that she was willing to participate in the panel today because she has, she just put the hens away. Can you believe that? Let's bring her on. Erica, are you with me? I am indeed. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for inviting me, Mark. The weather couldn't be more different to Jamie Dawn's. It is freezing. Is it really freezing? Do you get a lot of snow? The country actually as a whole does have a lot of snow. Right down here in Kent, where the bit that sticks out towards France, I don't have that much in terms of depth of snow, but boy, it's cold. I love it. That's amazing. You know, I do love the cold, but it's neat to hear that you share some weather with what we have because we're up in the mountains. And um, by the way, I'm watching a show called Love Hate that I believe it's filmed in Ireland and I'm so addicted that I'm developing the accent. So I'm, I'm learning. So now I have a brother, a brother, and, um, but I really don't have a brother. They just call each other brother because they're in a gang. But it's kind of cool. And I always think of accents in you and how I bastardize all European accents. But I have fun doing it. <laughs> Sounds like you're Southern Irish, to be sure, to be sure. To be sure, to be sure. I got to practice. I can't wait. Um, so my next guest is uh, I have known for a CEO going on a hundred years. She has been a part of the one two family for a long time, and I have watched her develop into something that is just breathtaking. Um, she was uh, from a customer in my store uh, as a as head of a, a, a cl house closing mortgage company, and then she went on to become a, a lead teacher at one of the psychic institutes here in Denver. And now she's an incredible advisor at One Two Listen. She's a great guide, an amazing artist. Uh, please, if you would, welcome Kelly Whetstone. Kelly, are you with me? I am, Mark. Thank you for that nice introduction. I appreciate that. It has been at least 100 years. <laughs> yeah, man, I, we have been through it, and it's so fun. And I love that you're back sharing the weather with me and the air in uh, Colorado. So oh. uh, it's so good to have you on the panel, and I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this whole process because I know for a fact as a Taurus, and i, and I got to go through everybody's signs, when you, as you being a Taurus, you, the, you take things that you do pretty seriously. So can't wait to hear that. So thanks for coming on board. You bet. Thank you. You bet. Last and certainly not least, has been on a couple panels with me already. She's an incredible counselor, therapist, coach. She has her own show at 1-2 Radio, which I'm going to let all of them talk about what they have. Uh, Just Say Yes host, Betsy Gutting. Betsy, are you with me? 
I'm here, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be with all these wonderful people and you. I know. It feels like such a nice and compatible chemistry to today, and I'm so mm-hmm. happy to share it with you. So thanks for coming on board. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you guys, the topic today is an interesting one. It seems almost um, weird that we're doing it because it's like... The, it seems like only those people, other people do that. And that's why I'm so happy to talk about it. It's online dating. And I think there's a phenomenon out there because the internet is here to stay. I think when it first came out, I remember somebody asking me years ago, years ago, uh, when the internet first came out, do you ever think we'll shop online? I went, never. It's just, it will never happen. And it, I was so con- convinced. And now it's like, I can't even imagine not shopping online or not finding something that I need on the internet. When it comes to finding people, though, to have people turn to the internet to find a partner or a mate just is now common. And I wanted you guys to talk, A, about your experiences, but also giving some advice about what you think about them. So if we would, let's just find out what your experience has been with online dating in a general nutshell. I want to start with Jamie out there in Bali. If you can take a minute from your leisure moment. No, I love it. I'm just giving you a hard time because I'm very jealous of where you are. Talk, Jamie, what, what brought you to online dating? And, and before we get into specifics, have you had some crap experiences or have you had some successes? Give us a general rundown of your experience of online dating. Okay. Well, um, since I won't go into detail, I never, I've actually never did online dating until about a year and a half ago. And, um, I did it based on an argument with the universe (laughs) and I can tell you the story later, but, um, I am now dating a gentleman because of the online dating experience. Okay, so then what drove you was, okay, I love that idea. It was a very compelling headline. The argument with the universe drove you to pick up the, to pick, go to the internet and fill out the application. Was it hard to choose where, what service to go to? Well, you know what? It wasn't difficult to find the service because the the way that it came to me was through spam. I kept getting spammed by eHarmony, and I was like, "Stop it! Stop it!" <laughs> and that's when that's when I started quote air quoting hearing to sign up, and then for, it ensued a week long argument of going, "No, I'm not going to do it." And the universe going, "You need to do this." And I'm going, "No." Oh. <laughs> wow, I love it. So in a way, spam might work. Like we cannot get that message out there, but that's a good point to know. <laughs> well, you know, I hate to I yeah, I'm not promoting the spam, but it was just because because of it coming in so frequently and I spent so much time behind the computer and things like that, it I got into a real I guess if you want to call it a neutral space and that's where I kept quote unquote hearing this to uh, sign up and I was at a I had let me backtrack for one second. I was at a point in my life where I said, okay, I'm open to anything and I want to just connect with someone special and, you know, that sort of thing. And so the universe said, well, here, here's an easy way of doing it. And I, my stubbornness had kicked in. I was like, I'm not online dating because I had bought into all the weirdness, if you will, mm-hmm. of, of what it is. And it's not weird at all. So, wow. I can't. Okay. That's awesome. Um, Erica, I, it's hard to me imagine your your elo- eloquence. You're beautiful. You you're talented. You're gifted. I mean, we have pictures of you playing the violin. Um, it's like w- uh, what it compelled you to online dating, and and how did you overcome the fear, or was there any, or or tell us the story about your involvement. Well, first of all, Mark, if you keep talking like that, you can run your own dating agency Woo-hoo! for me. <laughs> um, thank you. I. I just thought I would try it. I have a relative who's older than me who actually met someone online after um, my dad had died. It's my stepmother and she's met someone else. And she did that through online dating and it was very successful and she's now been married. I've equally had girlfriends who've not had good experiences. But I just thought I was meeting men in the ordinary way that you do, introduce to friends, but nothing was gelling. And I think because also I was looking for something very specific. I'm a vegetarian. In fact, I'm down the vegan end of vegetarian. And although I was married for 20 years, um, I know that I can live with someone who's an omnivore. I just thought, you know, now I don't want to do that. If I have another partner, I really want them to share my views Mm. a little more closely. So I tried a couple of specialists dating sites. And I have met some 
lovely people. There's no two ways about it. I have friends from it. But I just found the whole process was a little too... I don't want to say false. It's not the word I'm looking for, but I'm not sure what the word is I'm searching for. It's just you go out on the date with all this expectation and it sits there on the table between you. And I found that quite hard to get Mm. past. I love that. I love that because I know I probably would share that with you. Let's find out Kelly's experience and see if hers had, if she understands her. Kelly, give us a little overview of your uh, uh, foray into, um, online dating? Well, the reason why I decided to do online dating is because I had just a crazy life, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and it was a life where it wasn't, you know, I, I, I'd left the mortgage business after 20 years there. And I became, I had my own painting business. I did house painting. And I also taught and took classes at a psychic institute. So there were days in the week where I worked 13-hour days between the two. And so I just had this odd, odd, busy, fun life. But I knew what my aim was is I wanted to be married again. Mm. And I also chose eHarmony because of the questionnaire. I mean, it's like a hundred questions that are, I think they repeat the same question in a different way many, many times. But my main thing about it is I was absolutely straight and clear as to who I was and what I did. Because if somebody was going to run screaming, I wanted him to go right away. (laughs) Now, you always have been really clear about who you are, which is a very good point, because maybe if there were people who weren't so clear, it might be harder. But when you answer those questions, was it I mean, it's pretty easy for you. Are you pretty clear? Like if somebody asks you a question, is is it? I mean, I just see you as that black and white, not really black and white in life, but about yourself. Like, no, I like that. I do do not like that. Is that right? Yes, yes. And, you know, I teach at a psychic institute. I paint houses. I mean, I wasn't your cookie cutter girl. No, you weren't. No. And so it's like I was so obvious or so um, clear about that because I wanted if somebody was coming wanted him yeah. to know the whole story, the whole story. right? See, to me, I wake up one morning, I'm like, oh, I love this kind of food. And I wake up the next day, I'm like, that food makes me sick just to think about it. And it's like, <laughs> I'm, I'd be a wreck on one of those forums. But I love that somebody is that clear. Betsy, how about you? What took you to online dating? And, and oh, and can I ask you guys too, like, you're, well, I'll get later what your opinions are about online dating in general. But Betsy, what took you to online dating? And, and how was your experience overall? Similar to Kelly, my life doesn't lend itself. It's not like being in college anymore, right? Or, I mean, all the situations where you would meet someone, um, you know, I work out of my home. I see clients from my beautiful home office. I, you know, do a lot. I write. I do like, like probably a lot of us on this panel, a lot of the activities in this line of work are solitary, activities or they're just not getting us out into the public. And so, you know, I wish I could be in college again for that social yeah. <laughs> that that social situation because it makes it so easy to meet people in a really natural way. And like Erica was saying, you know, online dating is not a natural it's not a natural experience at all. And so what I've found is that I've met some really wonderful, interesting people. I've had a couple of honestly, really what I would call um, nightmare experiences that have helped me trust myself more. So it's really been, I've learned so much about setting good boundaries and really trusting my own instincts. Um, But what I've found from the process is that if you're going to stay with it, and this is what what I've done, is really um, being clear about kind of what you know, knowing yourself, knowing when you tend to. The, when I first started online dating, I would make up a story about the person just from their profile. I'd read the profile and I would fill in all the blanks, right? So yeah. now I have my Prince Charming that I'm going to go see and and have coffee with. And of course, they weren't that because I had already, it's very easy to make something up just from the words in the profile. Right. So, um, so you know, I've if you're going to do it, you know, we can talk about, I'm sure you'll get into what we've learned and all of that. But for me, if I'm going to do it, it's like uh, Kelly said, you know, having that really clear vision has made it better. So honestly, Mark, in the last five years since my divorce, I've been 
on and off of it. And I just, um, like Jamie, I just kind of go with my gut feeling and I might not do it for a year. And then I get this feeling like, I just feel like it's law, law of attraction. Maybe that person will come through that, or maybe they'll come through seeing them, you know, being in a coffee line, but right. Is so, it, and not much difference between, you know, the intent going to a bar and meeting somebody and going to the computer and meeting somebody. I get intention. That. Yeah, exactly. Intention. Intent. But so, it definitely has its drawbacks in terms of um, some of the things that, you know, other people have mentioned already. Okay. And I want to definitely talk about those. Jamie, what, did you have an ugly experience in your, in your journey as the universe spans you, know, you into cooperation? Um, you, You know what? I actually did not have any bad experience because I honestly have to tell you, this was my story is very similar to what Kelly and Betsy were saying as far as I when I finished this whole argument with the universe, I said, fine, if I do this, I'm gonna put it all out there. And the very first line on my profile was I'm a psychic, because you know, I wanted to make sure I weeded out anybody who who was going to have a problem with that. And the way eHarmony works is they match you with, uh, they start with 10, and your top 10 matches. And the gentleman that I'm dating, uh, he was one of the top 10. And uh, he was also, he bypassed uh, the whole system as far as answering the questions. He did? Else. Just sent me an email. Yes. Oh, because you <laughs> know what? The email. eHarmony probably said, okay, she's a psychic. He doesn't need to answer. They're a perfect match. <laughs> <laughs> She'll read his mind. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, so he didn't do the questionnaire. Is that what you were saying? Really? Well, we both did the questionnaire, but you could, there's a way to go in and bypass it where you can opt to, to choose, uh, send that person an email. And if that other person accepts the email, then you've, you're just emailing. Nice. And I did. I, I just by, I allowed him to send me the email. Basically, I opened it and, and because he t- the title of it was Raising Your Vibrations. Oh. And I thought, well, anybody who speaks my language must have something important <laughs> to say. <laughs> Serious? That is pretty. Now he was—he wasn't the first one through, was he? Did you not have to kiss a few, yeah. a few frogs? What? No, was, I didn't. I—I I went on no other dates. I didn't do anything at all except talk to him. So, hello. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? You too, Kelly, or no? Did you? What's that? Was your was your experience that fast, or did you? First of all, and we're we're come back to you, Erica, because that's in my mind. We we just jumped over you, but I want to know: Did you, Kelly, have a successful turn on online dating? I did. I did. Before eHarmony, I did. Um... Oh, did I lose you? Did I lose anybody? I'm here. I'm right. here. Oh, I'm here. It, it said that it had a problem with the call. Um, before I did eHarmony, I was on Match.com, and I met someone, and, and actually it was me. I found myself back in my old pattern of being the person who took care of everything. Yes. <laughs> I decided I wasn't going to do that anymore. So when I went on eHarmony, honestly, I think I, I started September 11th, and um, I I met probably, I think, four or five men who were all very, very nice. And then on the 15th, I got a communication from Shannon, who is now my husband, and um, we met uh, we went through the process of the communication process, which I really liked. It was like questions. And then after about two weeks, we actually met face to face and we had, we met, we had a date the following Friday and we were married a year later. Wow. Okay. Gosh, that's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Erica. Now when you go, I, I want to talk to you about your experience. Cause I feel like it's really similar to mine. There is a moment when you got to go, like I do this in my mind cause I have not done online dating, but the thought of going to a play, a meeting place and, and talking is, is, do you find like, did you find any chemistry? Did you find a situation where you actually was, was really excited about being around the person, but the, I don't know, they weren't or how did it work? What were some of the, I mean, it's kind of fine. I I went there and I tried to have a very neutral expectation because I think the worst thing you can do is take a very particular expectation with you. And it was fine. And we had drinks. I have to say I cheated. I took the dog because I thought, well, if nothing else, I can pat the dog and just (laughs) ignore the guy. Uh, I didn't need to. He was very personable. But no, there was no... I tell you what it is. 
a lot of, I think a lot of guys, even though I like Kelly and Jamie, and I'm sure Betsy does, well, put right up front that I'm a psychic, this is what I do. I think a lot of guys do it by window shopping on the photograph and they don't read the profile properly. And I have to say, I will go back to the guy on the date, but I have to say I, I had a message off a guy saying, hey, you know, you look lovely, I want to meet you, this, that and the other. So I sent him some detail, emails back and things and he suddenly must have looked at the profile. And I had this email back that was, well, it was rude, actually. He kind of said, oh, my God, no, I don't date those. <gasps> oh, <laughs> I sent one back. I thought, no, just peace. <laughs> you mm. Don't start a spat. But I thought, well, hey, you should have read my profile because it is right up there on the top. Yeah. Well, so I think you get a certain proportion of people who window shop from the photograph. I, and would you all probably all agree that men are likely doing that more than women? Oh, yeah. Well, Well, because I know, I mean, the looks matter, right? But also, I think there's a part of me that goes, pictures are to not be trusted, period. So, I mean, I can't imagine just solely going on a picture. But I do think the the idea would be most men are probably going next, next, next. Oh, you're cute. And then, you know, let's contact her, but not even taking the minute to read. That's my thought about it. I, I, Well, you know something? Yeah. Go. Well, I was yeah. going to say, Bart, uh, Greg, when I when I saw his profile picture, his was just of a headshot, and it was he was standing so far back I couldn't see his eyes, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, how in the hell am I going to know what he looks, you know, who his soul is if I can't look into his eyes? I don't want to just. I have to look into their eyes too, try- totally with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I was like. This isn't fair. I need to be able to see. I need to see his soul, right? Because I really tried not to. That was my intention. I when I set this whole thing up with the universe, I said, I'm not going to read these guys. I'm not going to sit down and go, okay, let me see what their childhood was like and what messages am I getting and all that. I really wanted to try and do this very raw, you know. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, almost, it's almost like taking off the hat, the psychic, and sitting down and being the teenage girl again, going through high school. <laughs> I, I love that. I think that's really mm-hmm. good. That makes a lot of sense. Betsy, what about you? What do you go for when you're on the on do you do the picture thing with eyes or are you well, more yeah. of a reader I mean Mark the uh, the thing is the pictures are I think pictures are really important I think it's really cool that Jamie you know even though she could hardly see him she obviously there was something that was pulling her toward that anyway um you know I think I I really work on being discerning and not just going, um, you know, oh, he's really cute. And so let's let's give this a shot, like just really being having that clear vision and being discerning. So when like if a guy has sunglasses on in the photo, I think, okay, Uh. that's, you know, not so available. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, my pattern has been to attract men who are not fully available. And so I'm you know, I'm just really conscious of that. Um, but and also just like Jamie said, someone who speaks your language, I realize that if there aren't at least some things in the in their profile that are saying, you know, that we share a similar vision of of the world and of life and wanting to make the world a better place and all those things that um, I mean, that's kind of my big thing is that somebody, of course, we all have our requirements, you know, courageous communicator and is at least as strong in their core as I am. So I look for those kinds of things as what my experience has been, Mark, is that um, that that guys sort of look at you and go, oh, you look great. And then they may just not have anything in common with you. I mean, I've had a lot of those where we just don't have nearly enough in common to eat. We shouldn't even be sitting together having this coffee. What are we doing? <laughs> you know, why am I sitting here with you? How that's mu- my work is to be more is to be more discerning. And that's what I've learned. So it's been great. That I love way. that. That's so good. Well, how how important is money to you guys when it matters? Like, did you look at their income? Now, be honest. Did you look and see, did it matter a little bit, tiny bit before you even agreed to the date or did it not at all? Anybody? Yes, I did. Yeah. No, I did. Oh, yeah, I, I did, look absolutely. at it. Yeah. yeah. I want to know I, the solvent it, that I'm not going to be carrying them. Yeah, but, absolutely. Right. It shows a little, like, yeah. it shows a little, you know, self-motivation or, like, I'm not going to be carrying you or you're not you're here just to be used or use me. Now, the idea also, I, I, it makes me think about the, how, what about these biographies? What if you get this person, what if there's a person out in the world listening now, shy, not very articulate in words, uh, an incredible ally, super friend, uh, How important is the bio? We just agreed that you all think it's pretty important because you read it. But is it possible that are you able to look through somebody who's not so articulate 
or how do we do that? What what's the process? Anybody can jump in. Well, I think I first of all, sorry. Good. Okay, I'll go first. Erica, go first, okay. and then we'll get you, Jane. Go ahead. <laughs> A couple of things that come up to me instantly is, first of all, just flicking back very quickly to the picture because I've had girlfriends that this is, who are very cute journalists who have got good instincts. The picture you see may not be the guy. There's an awful lot of guys out there using false pictures. And also I've seen guys who, once they've connected to you, alter their bio to make it match yours. Okay, we got to talk about this. This is good. There's a, there's a whole thing that and this brings me back to the money as well. What my journalist friend had ended up doing was a national expose in the national press of this guy because he was running min- women for their money. So if it seems too good to be true, it is. Gotcha. Okay, Jamie, add to that. Was that you? That Yeah, that was me. I was just saying that, you know, when you're looking at um, profiles and um, pictures and things like that, you know, online dating is like doing it backwards. You know, most of the time you meet somebody in person and you feel a connection, whereas with online dating, you don't meet them until after you've connected with them more on a head level and, and gathering the information. And that's the danger of it is that you don't know what you're really getting into until you meet someone. And I had asked Greg this before we met him. I said, what if we meet and the chemistry's not there? You know, we think we like each other, but how do we know? I mean, his response was brilliant. He's like, well, nothing else will be friends. But, you know, that's one of, like Erica's saying, he's one out of a million that would, you know, mm. do that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, this. Oh, go ahead, Betsy. Yeah, this, uh, you know, I think honestly, Mark, well, you know, maybe it's because I'm a Gemini and words are really important. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But, you know, yeah, I mean, I really do look at the profile and no, they don't have to be a professional writer. But, you know, words have energy, right? And so I, I think you can sense from their words if, um, if, if there's even a remote connection there. Um, it, the profile is important to me. What they say is important. It's not everything. It's more like you read the profile, you look at the pictures, and then you get it. I get a general overall feeling. But, um, in, in the, and then there's the, there are profiles where people say what they don't want. And to me, that's a red flag. If a guy says, you know, I don't want somebody who has baggage. I don't want someone who has this and that. Then to me, that's a reflection of what they're, what they still haven't fully moved so, through. Very good point. So mm-hmm. if they start with what they don't want, then we're seeing here somebody whose focus is themselves. Maybe first, is that possible? Well, well, it could be that, but even more what I sense, if, if someone says nobody with baggage, then I say, okay, well, he's reflecting back that he's still working through that, that which is all baggage. fine, mm. but you know, but, but if they're telling you what they don't want, then there's something that, that they, in my sense, that they haven't moved through. Um, that's right there in those words. So. Oh, that's good. Now, what are some other things that we can, people listening, let's give them some really top-notch advice. Now, now, Erica just laid out some really startling imagery and facts about the predators that are out there. There certainly are predators. And Jamie brings up the idea that we do things backwards with this. This is the first time you put yourself out there and explain yourself fully before you get to know somebody. So there is a certain reverse thing happening. What are, so let's get some really good common sense things. So, so for example, Kelly, how long before you, uh, when you're talking to somebody, how long before you meet them? Well, again, back to the eHarmony thing, which I really, really liked. It, you go through a process of asking questions and it's like level by level. And um, I agree with Jamie that it's kind of backwards, but I did get a good flavor or a, a good sense through Channon's bio, what type of person he was. And then with the communication back and forth, I got to see his wit. I got to have a, a feeling, I guess, of just of his depth and what type of person he was. So I, I would say, you know, use a site. And again, eHarmony was great for me because of that. Don't, I think... That's a great way to really have an understanding. How long did you wait before you saw him personally? It was about two and a half weeks. Okay. It was a constant communication. Mm -hmm. And you got a good feel from the letters, right? You started really, okay, you can, you can really, I can tell by email. I, I can get a good feel for people. I'm sure it's possible. I'm sure there's people who fake it, but you could tell, and you felt good enough to meet. And what'd you do? Meet at a neutral location? What, how do you create that? And I want to hear from all of you on this topic. What, what did you do to uh, create safety for yourself? We went to Dave and Buster's. Oh, fun. (laughs) 
And we met for drinks and ended up having dinner for about three hours. So if would you have been nervous if he had picked a sniper game to play? <laughs> or like a, a rifle game? <laughs> like he, he goes up to a game and starts like, phew, loving the guns. I mean, I don't know. It would make you nervous. So did you think about what they were choosing or those kind of things? Or was the attention well, fully on each other? It was actually we went for dinner, so the the games were in the periphery, but we just sat and talked. So okay, that's yeah, good. yeah, not yeah. I didn't have to worry about that. <laughs> that's so, you know what gets me is that moment. See, for me, it's not that I won't like the person that shows up. It would be like I'll see the glint in their the glint in their eye of that that moment. Thought ooh ooh, <laughs> where they go <laughs> or whatever, and it's like I'm, I, I don't know. It just cracks me up. Um, what about other? Uh, how long before you got to meet them, or what? What is your suggestion? It, whoever has an opinion about how long? Wh- when is this? Is it just an internal mechanism before you agree to meet them, or um, what are some safety precautions? Do you have your friends sta- stationed five booths down? Uh, do you take your phone with you, your camera? What are some tips for safety uh, in meeting somebody? And anybody have a clue of, um, well, I'd like to get the timing thing. Is it okay to do after two weeks of, of email writing? It's clearly it is. Uh, but any other I'll tips? Jump in. I'll yeah. jump in on that because I have a little bit different view. When I first, this is Betsy. When yeah. I first started do, doing internet dating, I emailed for longer with people. But since I have this propensity to create, like I said at the beginning, a whole story about them that, you know, maybe so far off from what's true. Now I would prefer to meet somebody sooner. So now it would be, for me, one to, one or two emails, but then just meeting for coffee. Like, I love Saturday morning coffee. And so no expectations, no, you know, drinks and dinner. Um, I've done that before, but it feels like a lot to me for the first meeting. It's harder to get up and walk away. Although, I want to say that if someone's being rude or, um, you know, share, way oversharing, like get, getting into their... I mean, I've, this has happened to me. This was one of the nightmares where somebody started when he realized that we weren't a match or that it wasn't going to happen he started telling me about his um what great sex he had had with somebody yeah. i mean no details but just saying that right yes and so i um said i can see that this isn't going to work out and i'm i'm sorry i need to go now you know so to, i just want to say that because it took me a while to realize it's really okay to get up and and say and leave um, but I like coffee just to start with on, you know, a Saturday or Sunday morning. And um, yes, bringing your cell phone and, you know, just I think if you're in it for me, if I'm in a public place and I have my phone and it's during the day, that all feels very safe. OK, so you guys, how on a scale of um, one to ten? And we'll start with Jamie is in the when you meet them, do you need to get a little rush of like, ooh cute? Or like sexual, like, you know, (laughs) sexual thing happening in there. I mean, you got to get a little of that or will that come out? You know, is that an important factor? Like on a scale of one to ten, like, well, ooh, they're cute. Like, oh, that's cool or whatever. Right. I mean, how do you feel about that? Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yes. No, I agree. I, I, there has to be a chemistry there because, you know, I mean, so many of us are saying, I don't want to, you know, that's a common theme that I hear for, for clients as well as myself and anything else. It's like, I don't want to settle anymore. So why do I want to sacrifice that aspect, even though I've got all these other aspects of it? I, you know, I feel nine times out of 10, what I've talked to a lot of my girlfriends have done online dating and my experience with it, it was I want the total package. So, yeah, I want it all. I don't think that's too much to ask. Do you think it's almost, I mean, do any of you all have an inner rule of thumb? If they are too hot, it's dangerous? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Oh, depends what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It does depend on what the intention is. I know, but I keep thinking, like, God, if the person is, like, remarkably, like, oh, my God, smoking, I think it puts me at a disadvantage Um, in terms of energetically. I don't think my judgment's good. And I almost feel like there's something amiss. Isn't that funny? Now, that's me. I got a ton of Scorpio in me, so you got to remember that. Do you all have that experience? Like, are you you ever get a little too nervous that you find them too attractive? I don't bet too attractive, but if they were too attractive or... I should be so lucky, very much younger. Again, I'd have the alarm bell ringing because I have two friends who are top journalists who have, and they're an incredibly intelligent woman, but they've both ended up being scammed by men they've met off the internet. Wow. So it's a little too good to be true. 
Okay. He's a little too good looking. I think, why are you on this dating site if you're that good looking? Okay. There How we genuine go. are you? And that's just me. That's all my doubts coming up because I've seen it happen. Anybody uh, agree with her on that or disagree? Well, I think I, a little bit. I would, oh. Go ahead, Betsy. Sorry. We'll come, we'll come oh, to you, okay. Jamie. So I yeah. think uh, it's not so much too attractive. I mean, really attractive is amazing and awesome. I love beauty, I'll admit it. But um, it's more like too schmoozy, too charming. You know what I mean? There's yes. that, there's that, it's more that factor of, and like Erica said, that's when it falls into the too good to be true for me. You just get the sense that there's something amiss. Okay, I, that yeah, makes so much I would sense. Agree. Go ahead, Jamie. You agree with that? Is that? I would, were... Yeah, I was going to say. You know, it, it's not just the looks. It's also if they're a bit pretentious, then you're then you do somewhat know that they're out for. You know, I've actually had a friend who dated went out with this one guy that she met online that was somewhat stalking women, using online dating. So you okay. just have to, yeah. Now, does does interested count? Or in being interesting. What do you think is most important? That they are fascinating, or that they're more interesting in you? Uh, do you, you know, what's which is a telltale sign of genuineness? Do you think is there one there? I think I just they think have to be interested in you. I think they have to listen and pay attention and and look you in the eyes when you're talking. A real conversation. So being interested is a good one, Kelly. Is what you're saying, yeah. Betsy? You yeah, agree? I think that comes first. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I mean, I think interested is so important, and I think it's both. And you you want them to be interesting because that's there's the chemistry. But yes, like Kelly said, absolutely interested. If they if you have a whole conversation and they don't ask you anything about you, or if they don't ask you anything in the first see, I think within the first fifteen minutes, somebody if you're really listening, and this is again what I've learned, if you're really paying attention, they will tell you a guy will tell you, um, and maybe it's true for women too. They will tell you really who they are by how they're um, speaking with you and what they're talking with you about. You'll really know in the first 15 minutes. Okay, that's okay. That's really good to know. Now, do you guys have a thing? Let's say you meet somebody and you really like them. You're, you're kind of interested in them and you think there was a little chemistry there. Are the rules different on online dating for women than in the traditional culture? Like, are you allowed to say, can we go get some coffee again? I really enjoyed you. Or is it, you know, what's your advice there? What, what, what works? Jamie, I'll, I'll call your names out so you don't over talk each other, but we'll see if you all have an opinion. Jamie, you have an opinion about that? You know, I feel as far as it doesn't matter whether it's male or female female you there's no real protocol uh, who do, who initiates the next meeting or when you meet up or things like that because you know i guess it really depends on on what you're looking for in the individual and what i was looking for was someone who i could collaborate with a partner and 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 so we agreed when we first met we agreed to it it was more like what do you think of this and we collaborated um so as far as how that goes about it i think it has it depends on do you want a man, if you're a woman, do you want a man who lets you take charge? Then you set it up, you know, that sort of thing. I gotcha. Okay, Erica, what's your feeling about that? The, go ahead. Sorry. I mean, I, I agree with, with Jamie. Um, I think maybe just by a slight edge, you perhaps can be a little braver as a woman with internet dating, simply because perhaps if you meet someone at a party or the normal way of life, there is this almost unspoken thing that he should call you. Whereas if you've gone on an internet date, you've both put this agenda on the table that you're looking for someone. So I think it is permissible at the end to say, well, I really enjoyed that. Thank you so much. Um, it would be lovely to see you again. And then look him straight in the eye to see whether he winces. <laughs> <laughs> That's the look I can't do. I can't go look them in the eye because I'm afraid I'll see a wince. And then it's like over for me. Um, Kelly, what about, you all know about the rules, you know, the rules, the book, the, the games people play, you know, you never say yes to the first date. You always, you know, act disinterested, act busy. How in the way is that stuff nowadays? Well, you know, I think it can get in the way or I think it can be a really good um, barometer of a guy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. And I think and I think, too, that this, you know, a lot of clients that I talk to and this was this was kind of my life lesson. You know, I decided 
when I went on eHarmony that I wanted to be the girl. I wanted to be the girl. And I wanted to I wanted a masculine man. Mm-hmm. Which as Jamie said, you know, the person who suggests the next date, that's masculine energy. Right? Right. I mean, that's the moving forward, correct? Yeah. Yes. And that's not, uh, so I made up my mind. And I mean, you know, I'm a person at that time that had two businesses. I've just been so independent all my life and ended up taking care of everybody that I was just flipping the switch. And I was just, had my heels dug in and this is what was going to happen. So honestly, for me to go back to those old rules was probably the healthiest thing I'd ever done relationship wise. So before... Probably before we even had, I think, before we even had dinner, Shannon had asked me out for Friday night. So that was really cool. But I just I just changed the rules for myself. And it was cool because it really made a big difference. Okay, so you like the idea of sort of adding the protocol in there. Betsy, what do you think about that? Are you one to make yourself wait so you don't sound too eager? Or are you like, no, this is my truth. Let's do it. It's both. I really resonate with what Kelly said. At the same time, there's you, you feel it out as you go. And I want the collaboration that Jamie wants. But um, I agree. If you're in your feminine energy in the relationship, which is really my heart's desire, I feel that if I give the signal that I'm enthusiastic, I can a guy, I think he can tell if I really um, am enjoying it. I make sure that I'm that I show that and express that. And then um, I'm open for him to, to ask me out. Honestly, Mark, I feel that that they will, if they, if they want to see you again, and you're really sort of giving the signals that you're having a good time, they'll ask you. That's the, that's the kind of person that I want to be with. Are you guys well, you like, know that, go ahead, Jamie, absolutely. Go. I'm sorry, I was going to say, you know that movie, He's Just Not That Into You? Yes. I think we all yes. need to pay attention to that. <laughs> exactly. If you're, mm-hmm. you're going to put yourself forward. Exactly. Okay, mm-hmm. so, and then you guys, by the same token, have a similar rule inside of you about them. Like, they are allowed to act interested, but not glommy. I mean, isn't there like this, I would imagine all of you, I would imagine. Now, we're going by Zodiac sign, just to announce what you have. We have a, a Cancer, uh, Jamie. We have a Libra, Erica. We have Taurus in Kelly. And we have uh, Gemini in Betsy. So there, there is different needs here, for sure, and different levels of assertion. But most of you have one thing in common, is you don't, I don't think, or maybe this is the world, but I don't think you want too much glom. I mean, I think you want the person to show interest, but kind of be busy or uh, be an executive. Are you looking for good friends? Really, when you're on a date and it just turns out to be, oh, he wants to call and talk and there's no, isn't sexual juice an important part of it? And if it is, how soon before you meet them are you allowed to have it? And what kind of evidence do you need that they're okay? The big questions loaded. Erica, let's start with you. Okay. Well, for me, it's got to be the friendship. I, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't t- obviously there's got to be a chemistry there. I've got to feel that they're attractive to me, but it's not going to go past the friendship unless I really feel just when you're in the energy, the physical energy of the person, I, I pick up on, to use the good old 60s phrase, their vibes. Either I want to be with that person or I don't. Gotcha. And I have been on dates with people who are lovely, lovely people, and they are still friends. But I didn't want to hold hands with them, and I didn't want his arm around my shoulder. And there is no logical reason. If you looked on the resume, there was no logical reason for that. We should have got on fine, and we did as friends. But I didn't want to take it any further. It just was not right. So there is a specific chemistry that that signals to you, okay, the, no, absolutely not. And that to me, that shows a certain, maybe I'm wrong, but it shows a certain kind of like um, our internal maturity uh, that says, you know, I, you know, I, it's just not worth the hassle to get, get bring that problem. And if I'm not into it, I can, I can, you know, get satisfied other ways. Um, Jamie, your opinion on um, uh, how quick before, what's the safety protocol, I guess is what I'm trying to get across. What is the safety protocol? First of all, um, noticing the difference between attraction and I just need, I'm just lonely and um, the safety of like, okay, we're going to, I really want to do it. What do, what do you do? How do you know that person doesn't have genital warts or whatever? 
<laughs> well, you know what? That's part of the protocol. That's the benefit to the online dating is that you do have those questionnaires that are set up. And it they don't say, do you have STDs? But, I mean, that is something that that somehow through the series of events does get talked about. So, you know, I will, you know, talk about that sort of thing with someone because that's important. That's my health and that's the health of, you know, somebody in the future or whatever. Um, you know, as far as the timing of it all, it goes back to you can go on the date, you can feel the chemistry and, and you're, you know, you get it on and, and it just, it falls apart. I mean, you don't know. Sometimes you do, you can overthink this so much. Sometimes you just have to trust your intuition mm. and, and you go with it and it's, it is scary, but that's no different than any other things in life that we do, that we take a chance at. The problem, the bottom line is common sense. It's like you don't go down a dark alley at midnight by yourself. Right. You know, so you're not going to go on this. Don't go meeting somebody, a, a perfect stranger, more or less, without having some sort of exit strategy or someone who, who watches your back. That brings up a really good point about it. Would you all agree with the fact that don't go on to an online dating service if you're not feeling strong in your own life? I mean, I know that you go to it because you really like to meet somebody, but should we not be prepared by being completely content with where we are right now? Because I have this thing about if I need it, uh, I'm going to get messed up if I haven't found my own autonomy in it. Betsy, you had an opinion about that? Uh, I 100% agree with oh, you, Mark. Good. 100% okay. agree with you on that. And um, again, I think so much of it has to do with intention. And if you're like for me, I'm at the place of, you know, I'm looking for a life partner. So if if somebody we set we get to set the pace right people yep. can set their own pace so you decide how slow or how quickly you want to go you use your intuition and um you don't need to and i don't recommend that anyone does anything before they're ready to do it and like jamie said talk about everything talk about using condoms etc and if someone doesn't want to use a condom whoa then like that's a red flag the size of your house mm -hmm. absolutely you know absolutely <laughs> honor honoring ourselves by the same token if you are carrying a because i know this is true for many people they there are people who can who contacted herpes or um problems that you know from another from somebody being you know uh, uh whatever the word would be unfaithful to them or an accident or not being careful or you know whatever Mm -hmm. I guess, is there a time and place to start talking about that? Is it later? Do you do it, just put it on the table or do you kind of like bring that up as they get to see that they like you? That's a tough one for me to answer, but I, I, do, is it tough for you all to answer? What would you prefer? I I'll just follow up there, Mark, with that, Betsy, again, that, I think that's where you um, need to take your time and honor yourself and don't, don't get don't go into that situation until you're, for me, until I'm ready to talk about it, until I feel there's enough trust that's built in the relationship. Yes. That okay. I want to have that conversation. And other people might put it out on the table right away. Um, but for me, it's, um, yeah, I probably move a lot slower in that sense. Gotcha. No, I, 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 I'm thinking that probably makes a lot of sense. This is like we're aiming at an audience listening in. Kelly, what's your feeling about ready or not ready for an online dating service? Well, there's a lot of factors, I think, that come into play there. Yeah. Um, and just not only for me personally, but for my clients, I've actually suggested to clients to do that. Because, you know, if you want a relationship, but you're not doing anything... <laughs> you know, the, like, my favorite thing to say is, you know, George Clooney is not going to appear on your couch... He just isn't. You know, you've got to make some effort. You've got to make some movement toward just, you know, when you're trying to create anything, there's action required on your part. And I think a lot of times, you know, I don't know that everybody is, is going to be 100% ready on all levels, period. I just don't know that that's possible. But I think sometimes it's a good way to just put some energy out there and and put yourself out there. You know, if do you know what I mean? It's it's mm -hmm. a way to learn about yourself, and so I, I, I it is. I worry about the part of me that was when I was young. <laughs> uh, when I when I was first, I remember how susceptible I was 
to flattery or to a nice word to the point of, oh, my God, I want more of that. And I knew that. I mean, now I look at that and go, boy, you so weren't ready for a relationship in my head. And so I worry about people who feel they need relationship and um, and want to caution them to feel comfortable with who they are before entering the world. They can mm-hmm. want, you know, just be comfortable with who they are. And when you do that first date, Erica, what's a trick? You take your dog. What else? <laughs> <laughs> well, I took my dog, but I have to say I 100% agree with you that if you go on an online dating site and you haven't done the work on yourself, you are not comfortable with who you are and what you want. What you pull in is codependence if oh, you're not careful because you'll pull in someone else who's needy, who expects someone else to make them better. Oh, yes. That's a good way to say it. That's absolutely true. And I think it's really there's a lot of that out there and we have to be careful about that. Yeah, I'm I'm way back, not recently, but way back, been there, done that one, got the T-shirt and it is not worth it. You pull in codependence. Yeah, that's so good. But equally on the other side, I think when you get yourself in the right place, in a way, it doesn't matter whether you're online dating or not. And this has recently happened to me. I finally got myself in the right place and I thought, you know, I I don't think I can... I can't quite face online dating anymore, but I was putting the intention out to the universe. And a girlfriend of mine out of the blue popped up and said, um, hey, uh, do you fancy a little romance? I know this really nice guy. And you, I mean, you go, oh, God, matchmaking. Oh, no. Uh-huh. But actually, he's a therapist. He's a vegan. He's a crystal master. Oh. And so I looked him up on Facebook because you think, well, you know, if there's no chemistry, God, he's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought when you get the energy right, whether you're online or off, you are going to bring it in. Oh, that's so great. I love that. And I'm really, truly just not prematurely, but I'm really happy for you. I love that. Experience. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> I. You know, isn't it nice when you think about the person and you I kind think- of smile? Go ahead. Who is it? Comments. Jamie, was that you? That was sorry. It was this is Jamie. I was going to say I appreciate you bringing this up, Mark, because I think it's important for everybody listening who is considering online dating. To, I've I've witnessed a lot of my friends and and people get into spaces where it's like eh, I'm just going to go on and you know just have some fun. You really do have to take things seriously because you are playing with people's lives and yeah. emotions. So I think it's important to stress that 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 this isn't something that you just do willy nilly. Uh, you know, it's not like you go to. It, to me, people look at it, I'm just going to a nightclub to have a, a drink and a dance and, and hook up with anybody. Yes. And, you know, I, I feel like that's the wrong intentions and that you're really messing with some some serious stuff. Yeah, I think there's a prejudice that the people online are lonely hearts. And I know that in that doesn't necessarily have to be true anymore. And I think the emphasis here is a companion is a great addition to our lives always, even a new friend is. But to not to, uh, to find that part of you that really does enjoy your own company and and doesn't see this as the salvation because I think that is it, it could be dangerous and and in conclusion as we round the the fastest hour in the world you guys does it matter um, um, paid or non-paid services I mean are we is there a suggestion here in general for those of you that have tried both or it sounds like the eHarmony people had some really good luck Erica did you ever do eHarmony I think I did I think what happened was I was specifically looking for a vegan or a vegetarian and, that and I of- found that with that, it didn't quite work. The dietary filter didn't work so well for me. So I tried very specific vegetarian, vegan sites, and they worked for me much better. Oh, okay, gotcha. Betsy, did you do either of those, um, eHarmony or a paid one? I've done Match.com. Match. And, mm-hmm. and there are some others like OkCupid and uh, another that's oh, plenty of Fish that are free sites. What I found, Mark, with... Uh, is more about the paid versus unpaid, that when you pay, there's something about investing your money mm-hmm. that, you know, that people, I think, are seem more committed and more just uh, of this, of a more like vibration than people who aren't paying on the, the free sites. I'm sure there are people on free sites who have met people that way, but to me, it's a different, um, it's a different energy because people have made that commitment. Gotcha. Absolutely makes sense. And I think that's good. Um, a lot of people don't know that one, two, uh, got into the dating services a while ago with uh, a company called Tango Wires. The name of the website is one, two bliss.com. And the reason I don't talk about it a whole lot is because I don't know much, uh, other than they were extremely 
extraordinarily strict about letting me on, what I had to prove, what, who my audience would be. And so you are allowed to go like peruse people, but it, it is sort of like a quiet thing we have in the background because I uh, am not so involved in it. It's this tango wire who's very strict about who comes on, but it is out there and it is something to look at. Now, as we come to a close... I wanted um, to each of you to let people know uh, where they can find you, where they could talk. If, and especially if you're thinking about going onto a da- dating service, would you consider one of these women as a coach to talk to, to make sure that you're in a good headspace with it because they are available for your services. Let's start over here. Betsy, tell, a, tell people what you do and where they can find you and when to listen to you. Mm, thanks, Mark. So yes, I'm an intuitive life coach and I love working with people who are committed to finding love in their life. It's just a really joyful experience for me. And so I would love to work with you if you want a coach to get really clear on what you want and write a great profile and honor yourself in the process. So the best way to get connected with me is through my newsletter. My website is Betsy Gutting, B-E-T-S-Y-G-U-T-T-I-N-G.com. And sign up on my newsletter, and then that way you can find out everything that's going on. My radio show is Just Say Yes. It's Mondays at noon Pacific time. And I have a telesummit coming up. Um, I'm, I'm part of a telesummit that's coming up with 14 other career and wellness experts. And my talk is um, Coming Alive, Seven Steps to an Inspired Vision, which you could apply to. Uh, to find creating love and attracting love in your life. And that's January 21st to 25th. But easiest thing, just get on my website and get on my newsletter and then they'll get all the info. Nice. Thank you for sharing all that. I love it. And um, Thank you. seven steps is so much more achievable in my mind than 12. So I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, <laughs> Miss Bali, you can get your fan guy back. And while <laughs> as you're closing down, but <laughs> where can, what, what's going on? Where can people find you? Uh, you're a one to listen for sure. But what else is going on with you? Uh, yes, you can find, thank you for having me today, Mark, and, and uh, you can find me at 12listen.com as well as my radio show at 12radio. You can sign up for my newsletter. I have new Dawn Scopes that are posted on 12listen. There's a link for my newsletter there or my website, Intuitive Interpretations, that's all one word, .com, and um, that gives you more info. I've got a lot of other really good things that are coming online this year for me, which um, I'm slowly seeping out into uh, the public. So, so that's that's all coming down the road. But once you listen, once you radio, that's the best place to find me. Yay. Okay. Thank you for that. And you're not always in Bali, right? You will come back <laughs> to the States at some point. I will. This is, well, I don't know. I might decide to stay, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for a purpose. <laughs> well, send us a picture of the fanboy because I want to see who it is. Okay, Erica, <laughs> over in the UK, where can people find you? You write awesome scopes as well. I want them to hear all about your work. I love my star scopes. It's done with the, the star format. Love doing those. You'll find them on One Two Listen. Awesome. Um, obviously, you'll find me on One Two Listen. And my word up there is heal. Um, and I'm a healer and who's a psychic. I think that's the best way to describe it. Yep. So what I want people to do is figure out who they are. Because the most important thing to me about this whole dating thing is you, if, if you're not secure in yourself, you can't go out there and meet up with someone else. So I have, uh, you can either find me live on one to listen or because of the time difference, because I'm in the UK, I have a lot of email-based services. And, you know, I found that some people like that because they get this report that they can read over and over and, yes. and take it in. So if you if you take a look on one to listen, you'll see I have a range of those as well as my star report. Um, I've got my radio show on one two radio erica's evocation hour on wednesdays at 11 pacific and um the other thing that's going to keep me well out of mischief this year because it takes a lot of organizing i'm doing with my colleague uh val Camosi from one two listen um it went so well last year we are taking people back all around the west country to do merlin's magic and ancient stones tour again Yay. in Ju- and um, this year, there's even more. We've augmented it. So um, not only do you get to go to all the sites and you get in free, but we've got an international dowser teaching people to douse the stones in Avebury. We actually get to go center stage, as it were, in Stonehenge. We're doing ceremony in the center. Oh, no. That, nobody gets to do that. That's awesome. Do- 
organise it, but it, you, it's a special thing. It's not something the public can do. So we will be there in the evening. We're down in Glastonbury, which if you like metaphysical shopping, oh boy, not to mention Glastonbury is the most incredible place. Uh, we've got a, a private tuition again with Tim Wheater, international sound healer. And then we take you down right on the tippy tip of England, facing out towards the States, Tintagel, the Arthurian legend, the castle, the cave... Um, so that's going to keep me out of mischief well and truly setting that up this year. But it is just such an awesome thing to do. Uh, just I love it. Okay. And did you give the website for yourself where they can write you about any of the details? Okay. You can find me on angelhandsheal.com. Nice, Erica. Thank you. And good luck with the tour. Gosh, that's going to be I'm going to be on that one soon. Yes, please. But we want you there. Hey, I would love it. Kelly, what about you and your enormous <laughs> amount of work? You have such a broad scope of things you do. And I tell people where they can find you and what you do. Well, you can find me on one to listen. And I am a clairvoyant and an energy healer. And a lot of, well, the majority of what a reading with me is, is moving energy and healing. So um, that's what I do primarily. My radio show is called Empowerment because my whole thing is we are limitless beings and all we have to do is know that and get out of the way <laughs> and getting out of the way is the hard part. Um, I write empowerment scopes on one, two, listen as well. And you can sign up for my newsletter there and you can visit my website called kellywetstone.com. Um, I have email based services, which include a complete chakra balancing and energy healing via email. So, um, that's what I do, and that's what I love, and I'm working on some classes for One Two Academy. Yep, it's what you do, and it certainly isn't all that you are. And thank you so much for that. You guys, you are a remarkable panel of people. It's so amazing that, I mean, this is a group of people who you hear what they do, and they take time out to talk to you about things like this, and they are going to come back. I'm going to make them come back because I just love talking to them, the wisdom. Those of you listening, you know how to get a hold of the group. This will be available to podcast on iTunes. If you just um, spell my name in an iTunes search, you can download this and listen to it anytime you want. Just down, just search for Mark Hassan and you'll see the One Too Many Voices podcast. Thank you so much, you guys, for joining me. I so appreciate it. I hope you'll come back. Thanks for helping the world see a little clearer what online dating can bring. I'm glad you all did, had some really good successes and some really good warnings and, and um, tips for the people listening in. This is Mark Hassan. This has been One Too Many Voices. Thank you so much. We'll see you again next week. Thank you all for coming. We'll talk soon. Bye now. Each of us has a voice, and each of us has a constitutional right to share that voice. But there are few things as powerful as the collective voices expressing their ideals with the singular purpose of understanding. One Too Many Voices is here with your host, Mark Husson, to bring that forum to life each week on One Too Radio. Topics that matter with voices that care. One Too Many Voices, here on One Too Radio. Changing the way we listen to the world.